I'm Nick Filardi. Oh, I'm Jason <laughs> Thielbar. <laughs> Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. All right. I got to figure out how to introduce the two read pile. This is the two read pile. Here it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you want from me? We read stuff. And then every other week we talk about it. Jason and I have been reading things our whole life. And yeah. now now we're here to, yeah. to, to bring it to you, the people, as a service. Additionally, this, this episode is also going to be on YouTube if you want to catch a little bit of art of whatever we're talking about, as well as uh, if you wanted to buy it, there is Amazon affiliate links in uh, the description that you can click and uh, complete your purchase, have it shipped to your house. However, please hit up your local comic shop. That is always your best bet. Jason, what'd you read for this to read pile? Uh, two things. Uh, one, uh, continuing uh, my Starman reading, which nice. holy shit. I love this book a lot. I can't wait to actually, I'm still reading it on the app. Uh, I can't wait to get to get some physical stuff. Because I think once I'm done, I think my plan now is I'm just going to finish reading it on the app and then uh, buy it physically. And then whenever I get the trades or omnibuses, however I buy it, I'll just read it again. <laughs> yeah. When it, when it comes back, it's just. That's it's a ringing so, endorsement to be, oh, it's, to be read twice back to back. Oh, yeah. It's so good. So like, you know, I, I just like wrote down a couple of my thoughts on it. I don't want to get like too into it because I, I know the book this whole series has been done for like almost 20 years at this point i think but like yeah. you know i still don't want to like spoil a lot or whatever so like i'm not gonna sure. like the issues i've read since i last talked about it starman goes into space which mm-hmm. uh a psychic had already told him at some point he'll go into space okay okay um, he opens up uh his so like the character himself jack knight is a uh i don't know how you would classify it like junk dealer or something like that or like he just like loves like antique dealer yeah sort of yeah yeah and and uh and like different like collectibles because like there's like constant references to like all these this is why like i said to you in a text message like this is like your alter ego like this is you like as like a superhero (laughs) because you know he's just like Oh my god, like a you know, a Bakelite radio from 1954, like fuck yeah, I yeah, got to yeah, get in yeah, on it. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they have any more of these. These are, you know, and it's not just and like the character of course like loves like haggling and like like and like selling and like getting a good deal or whatever, but like sure. he also yeah, just, like yeah, yeah. loves the objects and like the histories of the things and it's like constantly repeated and it's such a cool like uh character trait like of it. And so like uh a while back like at the beginning of the series um his his uh store had gotten blown up like the building had gotten blown up uh and he like opened this like brand new one you know he got this sure. awesome store and like a cool old part of town and and all of that i also love how throughout the whole book though that like opal city is like they really do make it feel a lot like a place you know like like yeah. it's a really real thing oh yeah because like they really lean into it as like uh they they just like repeat it a lot of like different characteristics of it and how it's like it's its own thing and you know and like sometimes Uh it'll be like 
it might work that way in Gotham, but it doesn't work that way here. And I think they even described it once as like, like in the book, they described it as like, and it seems like a pretty cool idea to like, uh, it's a, a, a cross between a big Midwestern metropolitan city and like a big East Coast metropolitan okay. city. It's it's funny that you say that because Gotham feels, especially around this time, because both these books, the the uh, our regular Bat books uh, that we read uh, every other week, those books were coming out at least a few years after Starman or in parallel to Starman, because Starman ran for a long time. Uh, yeah. Gotham never feels like a real place to me. Like we just finished Contagion and there's these Babylon towers that will that will house all of the rich people and they never have to leave. And it's got stores and shops and whatever, whatever you need. Uh, And that just like kind of pops up in Gotham. And it's this gigantic structure, a city within a city. And and then they burn it down at the end. And it's like and we'll never speak of it again. It's, it's, It's like when we had that shadow issue. Where it was like, oh, yeah, on the outskirts of Gotham, there's the misty moors of the Scottish castle that Batman's got to like his way out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like and like Opal City has like the like um, that their their own like hinterlands, but like they don't ever talk about it as like. um, I'm blanking on what they call it right now, but like you know, they don't ever talk about it in terms of that. It's a part of the city. Like that's like yeah. the place where you go when the fair is in town because it's held. Okay. Out yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. You know, so like every, so it's not like a, but it's I just it's a separate place. Gotham to me feels like this liquid, like thing of like whatever idea that you have, whatever you need for it, Gotham will provide. Yeah. Whereas like, Opal, the way you're describing Opal City, it feels more concrete, feels more uh, like a real place almost. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And, and they and they do a lot of like flashback stories to like they'll flash back to like uh, like sometimes like because there's this like uh, cop family, the O'Dares, who was the uh, star man's dad, like, you know, made friends with a cop in the 40s and, you know, all his sure. kids are yeah. cops. But like throughout the history, like all the O'Dares were like always like cops in the city. Right. But like, they also have these like other like lawmen, like story, like, so like they really write a history of it, you, you know, yeah. which, which like, I think like helps a lot too. Cause it's like, Oh, here's what it was like at its founding. And here's a, a ghost pirate who was here before the founding. <laughs> of yeah, yeah, city. Sure. yeah. You, you know, um, but it, it uh, oh, and I heard you ask, why did Starman go into space? Well, he went into space because his girlfriend asked him to find her, her brother, essentially. Oh, yeah. So he checked space. Yeah. Look, yeah, look, so, look, 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 look. Space is an ever-expanding universe, and Earth is just like maybe 1% of it. Chances are he's in space. Chances yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another really in- thing I've been loving about this book is that they're there've been many star men, many, yeah. many a star man, like not just like Jack Knight and his dad, but like there was Michael Thomas, the blue alien who was the star man in the seventies. There's uh, the, you know, 
a few there was a Starman in the 90s for a bit before you know there's Starman yeah. on other planets there's like this thing they're writing about where like whoever takes up the mantle is like it's like a larger universal thing you know huh. and um but the Starman uh, or former Starman Michael Thomas the blue alien guy uh before uh Jack Knight goes into space uh Mikhail I don't know how you're they spell it weird so I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it but like he uh he hears about this and he's like i i need to go into space too like I, i'm a fucking alien and i haven't been you know i, I need to go right. do this and when uh jack knight meets up with michael he goes or when you check in on michael he's talking to his boyfriend and that's yeah. exact but that's exactly how it's played though it's just like oh he just has a boyfriend now you know and they're, it's just not, not like, doing like the 90s thing of like a boyfriend. What? Yeah. Yeah. Or 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 like a I have something to tell you. I'm gay. Like everyone's yeah, just yeah. like, oh, all right. Yeah, cool. Your 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 boyfriend you love. Sure. And, and then later on when they're in space, Jack Knight brings it up to him. And he's like, yeah, Michael. He's like, I, I never knew you were gay. And he's like, Jack, I'm I'm an alien. So like. That doesn't, you know, because he's because Jack right, was like, right. you, you said you had a wife before this, like a, a woman. And he's like, yeah, but we're, my race, we don't <laughs> we, we're not like that. You know, we don't look at it like like you guys do. You know, it's a right. You know, right. But also Jack Knight, his response is just like, yeah, all right, cool. You know, and then on to the yeah. you know, it's just a, it, it's not it's not a big deal because it's not like he doesn't care. No right. one can, yeah, you exactly. know, and, and I'm like, holy shit, like in, in the 90s this was right, written to like, handle that so well yeah yeah and and i think and i think overall and then i'll shut up about starman uh something that i really love about it and i think something that's helping me like and i mentioned to you give me um i didn't realize my passion for for how much i love comics had had dimmed a bit um because mm. i've still read i've always i've never stopped i've never stopped reading comics yeah. um but like there's this the thing that infected me with it is that like when you're talking about like C tier uh Batman like characters like whatever sure. yeah yeah um this book and and I think James Robinson seems to have such a beautiful like in like a uh, pure love for uh the DC C tier heroes yeah because there's this just, is I got to read this book. Oh, yeah. like, I have to read Starman. Yeah. There's these constant references to all these old Alan Scott. They always meant like, you know, yeah. all these older like golden age heroes and stuff too. And all these like weird uh, characters that they just turn like so human and like really like dig into it and like, and, and are like, no, no, they are interesting. I know it might seem silly. Like the powers are, no, no, they are, sure. they are. Sure. But then, but then sometimes it is just like, you know, guy with a bright shiny golden staff and a cape and like everyone's <laughs> right. like fuck yeah he's saving the day you know like it's just <laughs> it's just so good it's just really really good i can't i can't wait to finish it and i can't wait to yeah. to to go back through it again once i have those physical books what's the other thing you read in more current books and what i bought at my local comic book shop is the second volume of i hate this place oh and man i think it's kind of perfect for a uh, spooky season yeah because, definitely because i absolutely loved uh the first volume of <clears throat> of i hate this place yeah uh, we talked I, about it on the pod twice already yeah uh, because you brought it to the pod and then i audited you and and mm -hmm. brought it myself 
Uh, really loved it. How does the second trade hold up compared to the first? Oh, really well. It, it's um, I'm pretty sure it's the conclusion of it. I don't know if they'll okay. um, get back to it. Uh, you know, any more stories of it? Kyle Starks wrote um a a, a really uh heartfelt uh, thank you uh in, in in the back for like a bunch of people. Oh, that's and, great. Yeah, like and, and like he even mentioned he's like yeah they he's like uh, thanks to Shadowline for letting the funny guy do a horror book, you know. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. mentioned how it was like really successful for him, but also just so like not what like he's known for, and like he just yeah. was obviously kind of nervous about it, and you know how are people going to take it, and you know and and it's it's just Man, it's, it's again it's funny it's, it's funny that you say that because like none of those nerves come across in the writing at all. Like, oh, no, like re- reading it, everything feels like confident and sure footed, like nothing f- really falls apart, at least from the first trade that I read. Yeah, yeah. To give a quick recap, it's essentially like uh, this, this, this couple, Gertrude and Gabby. Get this house that was left to Gabby that her family left to her and like it's just in this middle of nowhere place and they think they can just, you know, they want to start a new life there. And just a bunch of wild shit happens. It's <laughs> just a bunch of uh, zombie ghosts, uh, killers, Cryptids, aliens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. all, all over. But the art is beautiful. And uh, I think the best thing I can say about the book is that, like, honestly, I really, really hope that this creative team uh, does something again, because, like, that's an yeah. automatic buy from me, you know, like, just right away. I mean, I think that, like, I want to read uh, Kyle Stark's uh, other. I've only ever read uh, the other book of his, uh, Sex Castle, is the only other one. Oh, really? That that I've read. Um, um, Rock Candy Mountain, the hobo one, is very very good. It's also two trades. Old Head is a Dracula basketball book that's really fucking great. That I think you would love. You especially would love it. And then uh, he just uh, was re. Um, He's writing a book for DC called uh, Peacemaker Tries Hard. And uh, <laughs> I read the first couple of issues. It's so fucking funny and it's really great. He nails that peacekeeper voice that like John Cena crafted in the yeah. uh, in like the um, Peacemaker show. Yeah, it's really, really great. That That's awesome. That That's so good. And and, and I think that like. um. Yeah, yeah, like I said, just like automatic buy from the and the art. Oh god, the art is just so it's still just it's so really good. Great. It's yeah. so good. It, it it's just so like and I think too the um I think what I really enjoyed though about knowing that Kyle Starks is supposed to be like he said in his thank you, like the funny guy and he is and he's very funny and but I I liked how he still kept the humor. Like he didn't feel like he had to go like completely yeah, like yeah because like it's not like there's not like most of the humor now because it is a you know it is a horror book is just coming from like the dialogue you sure. know but it's still really well placed and really good and i and i also think like kind of real because like i know i'm not just gonna be dour in a fucking apocalyptic situation because i'm gonna be out of my mind i'm probably gonna sure. be saying a bunch of stupid and or unintentionally or intentionally funny shit <laughs> right because it's like you you can't be in that headspace for days you know what i mean like at at some point you're gonna crack a joke yeah Yeah. like 
Yeah, yeah. I was I was just gonna relate a scene, but I'm like, no, I don't want to ruin the joke. I don't want to. Is there anything just... you want to tease in the second volume? Speaking of relate, relating a scene, is there any what's what's a cool thing that you liked out of the second volume? Honestly, I really like I really like the conclusion of it. I liked the introduction of um, you meet uh, Gertrude's uh, father because in the first book you find out like, oh, you yeah. And who's just this like, you know, brutal character, <laughs> you yeah. know, just very, oh yeah, yeah. Just like oh, very, man. very brutal, cuts through a bunch of stuff. Like just that kind of like, you know, unstoppable force. Like when you first meet him, it's like, you know, you meet the big bad and he's like, just cutting oh, through like everything immediately, you know. I gotta, and, I gotta read this book. Yeah, yeah, so... So I think I could say like that much about it, like everything else. Like, I just don't want to like, like I, the, the, the scene I wanted to relate, but won't is just like the reason why I didn't want to relate it wasn't because like, it, there's not anything spoiler in it, but like, there's like a pretty good joke there, I think. And I'm like, you don't, you don't want to spoil the jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah I get exactly. it. I get it. Exactly. The two read pile is tough because you want to walk that line between like enticing a person in and mm-hmm. not spoiling too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think the, I think one of the highest, like, forms of praise I can give a, a, a book is saying something like, and I do mean it, that, like, automatic buy. Like, if I see the names, yeah, automatic, and especially the team, if the whole team is together, like, whatever it says, I'm like, yep, pick that up. Yeah, you know? Starks, is, Starks is always an automatic buy. Like, yeah. no matter the art, you know it's going to be written well. Yeah, yeah. What, what what are you reading, you freaking nerd? Well, it's funny that you should say that. I was uh, checking checking on my uh, local Reddit slash R decks, and you would not believe the deck that this guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm somebody's talking in my earpiece for a second here. Welcome to the Con Report. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I went to uh, Beer City Comic Con in Asheville and uh, had had a time. It was uh, it's a local con for me, so uh, I didn't, you know, spend any money, you know, being put up in a hotel or anything like that. So it was all profit. Thank God, because listen to. okay, listen to this shit, Jason. I'm listening. The guy who put the guy who put the con on um, apparently. So I noticed there was a comic convention the weekend before this comic convention in Asheville. So I asked the guy, this guy, Johnny, who put it on. I was like, did you put that one on too? I was like, that seems really weird. And he was like, no, apparently that's just like some asshole who like finds out when cons are booked and then books that books his own con like a weekend before to like try to snipe all the money out from underneath it. That's fucked up. It's that's, real fucked up. That's some it's dirty shit. God. Yeah. But the con was, uh, uh, it was at the uh, Cherokee Center in Asheville. It was uh, three floors, which I, every time I work a con that has split levels, it's always diminishing returns because every single person who comes in the door does not visit every level. It's easy to be like, oh, I'm just missed Artist Alley, you know? Yeah. The other thing that was going on was there was a competing pride event happening in Asheville at the time. 
and a lot of comic readers like I sold out of my I brought a couple of DC pride hardcovers and those sold and it's like the the people who uh, participate in pride and the people who read comics there's a significant overlap so oh yeah yeah because of that there was like it was a little bit uh, uh, lower attendance but the con itself was fucking great there was like drinks everywhere all kinds of beers on tap uh real chill time i i met a lot of people um uh from the area a lot of like local artists and writers oh, cool yeah i i might have gotten roped into uh doing work for the democratic party in Asheville uh at some point by um andrew who wrote um he co-wrote uh run with john lewis that box set yeah Do you know about that yeah yeah, yeah. So he's a local guy. Uh, He's up in the mountains with me. And uh, so we got to like finally chit chat. He also wrote Robin Truth and Justice, which is uh, a little small story that he and I worked on. Um, Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we got to finally like chit chat and like meet each other. I had a really fun time at the con, Uh, sold uh, a lot of the realm, didn't sell a lot of Umbrella Academy, which I thought was weird. But I, I was rolling with it. Happy to sell whatever anybody is interested in. Uh, I walked around the con. I usually try to find something at a con to, to pick up, to buy, that's like uh, from an artist or like uh, handmade or like a zine or something like that. Like you and I, like we go to cons and we look for like that stuff Weird that shit. you can't get in your comic shop, you know, like. Yeah. A little something off the beaten path. And so that's uh, what I love about Mocha. This dude had a stand and he was doing all these woodblock prints. And I bought a giant print that of Batman looking totally hideous. And it's just stamped on the bottom. It just says orphan. And I was like, yep, that's the one (laughs) that's coming home with me. (laughs) Was that was that one of the ones that you sent to me? uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, I got that guy's info. I'm gonna have to buy some shit. That that's some, yeah, yeah that's some real good his, stuff. His name escapes me right now because the con was like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, I'll put I'll put his info into the into the show notes so people can pick up stuff from him. He does like these. He did like a he does like these fake bootleg toys, and he did one that was like uh, it was Chewbacca, and he was sealed in there, and it was like. Um, it was like a cartel version of Chewbacca and he was uh, hermetically sealed onto the board with uh, cocaine inside. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, he was like, this isn't cocaine. Just so you know, it's, it's a joke. And I was like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I, I can't. I, 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 I have may, to let I, you know that you are not buying cocaine. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I make very uh, good fake action figures and very good wood, woodblock printing. I can't afford a lawyer. <laughs> I don't, this isn't, this isn't what it, okay. This, this is parody. This is parody. Oh, man. I, I wish I, I wish I remembered his name, uh, but I'll, I'll plug his, his store into the uh, show notes. Uh, oh, wait, let me, let me look up your text real quick. Maybe I can find it. Oh yeah. Edwin Salas. Edwin Salas. There you go. Uh, yeah, really, really great stuff. Um, it's hard to find 
that like artistic kind of voice at cons now these days for for anyone who hasn't gone to a con because a lot of it is just like cheap crap like it's like i'm gonna take every superhero logo and like machine laser engrave them into a wooden box and you can buy a wooden box with the flash logo on it if that's what you want and it's like ah ah, yeah yeah it's 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 not really um, it's it's the like and and I apologize if anyone thinks I'm being too mean about this, but it's the like the uh, the Funko Popization yeah. of y- you exactly. know it's just like all right I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slap a slap a fucking Flash logo, logo. on this shit yeah 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 and, yeah. and uh, look at this these nerds will lap it up yeah that's fifty bucks that's you know yeah, like right. yeah it's there's that there's kind a of mentality yeah 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 sure but I did read some comic books yeah. So, as you know, uh, Keith Giffen passed away. Yeah. Oh, God. What a fucking legend. Just an yeah. absolute legend. I got to read. Oh. I, nev- I, have- I actually never read his Justice Society stuff, but I-, I really. Starman made me want to. And then now this is really making me want yeah. wanted to get- dig into that. So I hadn't read basically anything Keith has done. Um, he's like a-, a giant whole really comics knowledge not even not even truncher not even truncher let me get there we're working up to truncher jason okay i'm sorry right now as we speak we're working up to truncher apologize apologize Um, jumping the gun jumping the gun you you nailed it you nailed it in one though Uh, so i wasn't sure where to start because he had such like a, a long career and i went on um the comic book subreddit on reddit has a discord as well and they have a little room where you can just like ask for recommendations for something so you can just like basically ask a bunch of nerds be like hey if i was gonna read booster gold where would i start and then somebody who knows about booster gold will chime in basically and so i went in there and i was like hey keith giffen passed away i haven't read a lot of his stuff like where do i start and they were like what you want to do is read uh Legion of Superheroes, Justice League International, uh, Blue Beetle, Lobo. And I was like, you just recommended like 500 comics to me. Like, I can't. This isn't a recommendation. Like, I, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? He, here's his Wikipedia page and his bibliography. Right. Exactly. And then yeah. they were like, just, just read whatever interests you. And I was like, well, is there anything that's like, Keith Giffeny, like extremely Keith Giffen. And people were like, oh, you probably want to read Trencher. <laughs> so I picked up Trencher. Um, yeah. Trencher is up there with like Ambush Bug and the Heckler as, as like the very like Keith Giffen kind of like sense of humor and style yeah. and back when he was drawing. Cause he, after Trencher, he stopped drawing uh, and he was just writing and doing layouts occasionally. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I get on some ambush bug? I've never read ambush bug. Yeah. Neither have I. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about Keith just a little bit. So I read, uh, I didn't really know, but he had a lot of like, um, he had a lot of baggage follow him through his career. Like fans were just like not really happy with his work and they thought that he was swiping at some points. Um, He started out very much as like a Kirby clone and then 
fair. Became a Jose uh, Munoz clone uh, in the 80s. But like nobody was really reading European comic books um, or uh, I don't even know. Is where is he Argentinian? I don't know. Anyway, his comic books were not readily available in the American market. So like his style changed a lot. And then I think people like were like, I still don't like this. Like the impression that I got from fans from doing some research is that like, even though his style had changed and grown, um, they were like, we still don't really like this. And then later they were like, oh, he's swiping from Jose. Uh, Whether he did or not, I have no idea. But he took basically what was happening there and then matured it, made it his own. Yeah. Um, Started doing these like densely packed layouts with like 12 panels, oftentimes like really strange shots in a row, you know, like almost to the point where it's like hard to follow, but not it's like he like if there's anything I've learned about this is that he like rides that line when he's drawing something of like you can tell what's going on and you almost can't. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. So someone someone on Twitter uh said this about Keith Geffen, and I just like absolutely agree that like they were like uh Keith Geffen was actually, and I think they were referencing a page from Trencher. They were like, Keith Geffen is actually the original Fort Thunder member. You know, <laughs> if, and for anyone who doesn't know, like Yeah, yeah, explain Fort Thunder. Fort Fort Thunder, without getting too too far into it, was this like sort of collective of like mostly uh RISD dropouts that like all lived in this like huge warehouse in Providence in the uh, late 90s early 2000s um they uh bore the great group uh Lightning Bolt who's still around love me some Lightning Bolt mm-hmm. but the drummer for Lightning Bolt and like a lot of people in Fort Thunder were also artists and comic book artists they loved comic books but they loved making their weird shit and uh the mm-hmm. drummer from Lightning Bolt uh Brian Chippendale uh <clears throat> God, why am I forgetting uh, the name of one of his books? But anyway, he's his style is he's known for, and I saw him say this once, someone was like, in an interview, someone was like, yeah, your artistic style looks like you're trying to just fill every square inch of that page with as many lines as you can. And he was like, yeah, pretty much. That's kind of, <laughs> you know, what like, you know, like I go for it. So like Fort Thunder, like artistically, like the, the comic side of it like style that like sort of came out of it is that really like frenetic just filled with just every tiny little uh line sort of yeah, sort yeah, of style yeah. you know so um from this point where he was like drawing superman in like the jose uh, munoz style he kind of like started to mature his his art and then also fans started to like respond to his humor a little bit better than his stuff that was very, very straight, like down the barrel superhero comics. So he started to lean into that more and, uh, you know, then ushered in the age of like the jokey justice league as, as the Bwahaha justice league is what they call it. That's, that's <laughs> his thing. The Bwahaha. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, I zeroed in on like ambush bug, the heckler and trencher. And I decided to read trencher because it was 
um, Image Comics. It was like one of the last things he drew. And it was, uh, since it was Image and it was its own thing, it kind of like stood on its own. Like I didn't need anything else. When when I was trying to wrap my mind around this, I, they somebody suggested I read Legion, right? Legion of Superheroes. And I was like, okay, can I read it if I've never read Legion? And they were like, okay, so what you want to do is you want to start way back over here, read all of this, and then they're going to do a five-year time jump. And then that's the, the gift and stuff that you want to read. And I was like, this is fucking work, man. This is work. You know, that reminds me of, and, and I say this after just recently seeing uh, Explosions in the Sky. And I do love uh, a lot of genres of music, but I do love uh, post-rock. And I saw this meme, like, you know, the meme of uh, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, like pointing at the stereo as he's like really enjoying Huey Lewis in the news. And the meme was like post-rock fans when the song uh, time hits uh, 9.42 and they're like, yeah, this is when it gets really good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I feel like I feel like I feel like Legion fans are just like no 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 seriously if you just like, like <laughs> I'm sure the five year jump is really interesting and like if you're emotionally tied to Legion characters you were probably like fuck yeah let's go but yeah. like I don't like I can't jump in there man like come on so yeah. anyway <laughs> let's talk about Trencher yes. Trencher is uh, a four issues long, so it's easily digestible. It's the last thing uh, Keith Geffen drew. He also wrote it. Um, he has a colorist and a digital comedian. Is, chameleon is doing seps on it. It's digitally lettered. I don't know who lettered it. It's awful. Like the lettering is maybe some of the most amateur lettering I've ever seen in comic books. But we're also in like 1994 like early lettering you know digitally and yeah uh, i i get the i got the feeling that keith was doing a lot of this project on his own basically so i i let it slide and this is why trencher is not a thinking comic book it's not going to make you like have new ideas it'll make you have new ideas as far as like aesthetically but it will not like he's not writing prose here you know what i mean no Trencher is the loosest, loosest of plots, which is Trencher is sent from the afterlife. They accidentally resurrected some amount of people and Trencher is there to repo them, basically just murder them. And he has a device that he communicates with someone on the other side that we never meet. And uh, he's in this body that's like dead, but animated. And can also like reconstruct itself. It's like augmented. Uh, they never really get bogged down in like details of this. Like, like they don't explain tech. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't explain yeah. any of this stuff. It's just trencher and a gun, and he's here to collect. And like that's it. You know? It's it the way that I think about it is that this is a Keith Giffen vehicle in mm-hmm. much in much the same way that like Anchorman is a Will Ferrell vehicle. It's yeah. a loose plot of like he's an anchor man who's respected, and then a girl comes in and upsets the balance, and then like that is the whole story. But we just like let Will Ferrell do some antics in between, and it, yeah. this is the same thing. It's like it's Keith Giffen just like 
doing what he does in between these pages you know yeah yeah like let let the just like in the in the in the anchorman analogy like just like let the funny guy be funny you know exactly like, exactly just, just let so, him lose and it's like yeah you know what it's trencher he has these powers i explained it all let's go they barely explain it they're they're just like well, get in the, get in the car and enjoy the ride that's what this <laughs> book is let me describe the art the art is it's so messy to the point the of art. almost incoherent however it never fully strays into incoherent it, it's like if it was um i picked up some early 90s jay lee stuff and it was totally incoherent like i i couldn't read the book like i it, i couldn't make sense of the thing yeah that was wildcats trilogy wasn't it it was of, it was yeah yeah i couldn't make sense of it like really tried to like read it and i was like panel to panel i have no idea what's going on trencher <laughs> skirts that line so expertly that i was like this is the shit this is the shit right here where i'm like what the hell is going on and at the same time i'm like fuck yes i think something's happening like something is always happening in trencher yeah he, so he shoots into into earth right and he's like i'm gonna the first guy he fights that he's gonna repo and and this is the thing he's complaining that like oh everybody gets augments these days they take a dig at like cyborg superman at some point uh, <laughs> because everyone's getting augments and like they they do a bit where oh man i don't some of this stuff is like again to read pilot i don't want to spoil things for you but like yeah there are there are some like gags at dc comics in there and then there's like uh, a lot of like image gags that are in there too there's a poster in the background for uh, a spawn movie starring eddie murphy there's like <laughs> trencher is that's uh, great reconstructs himself uh that by pretending he's good. he's dead and then like uh, 24 hours later, he's reconstructed. He kicks open the door of the morgue, like steps out and he's buck naked. And he's got like a little sign over his dick that says, sorry, ladies. And I was like, <laughs> this is all very enjoyable. Um, I there's so much. There's like so many jokes and there's so much humor in all like the backgrounds and stuff. At one point, Jason, he there's like a big splash on the top of a page. And then another panel. And in the background of the third panel, there's an arrow pointing up and it just says previous panel on it. And I was just like, that's a fucking good gag. That's a good gag. I love a gag. He, yeah, Keith Geffen always had his, uh, I, 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 I will say I only ever really read Trencher and um, Lobo of his Lobo books. I think maybe a yeah. smattering of a few other things he he wrote, but like the the really the truly as you were saying, really Keith Geffeny stuff. Those were like the ones that like I remember really loving. I loved so, Trencher. I loved Trencher. Let me describe the art. The art is like if you took Eric Larson, right, and then you uh, dipped a bunch of uh, uh, like fishing line in a little bit of ink, and then you threw it at the page. <laughs> that's kind of what trencher looks like it's just lines everywhere to the point where it's borderline incoherent but it never gets quite there i used to st i used to stare at those at those books when i was a kid i would bring them back out yeah. to like either read them but i would just be like 
catch myself just like staring at, because especially when I was like younger and I got first encountered it. And I think, I think I'd already, yeah, I'd already known like Keith Geffen was a fan of him. Like even then, yeah. like, um, but like, I, uh, I just like, would just wonder at like, I'm like, how can you, it broke my brain that it could be that quote unquote sloppy, but like right. engaging. I was like, what the hell is like, what so, is, you know, it was just really hard for me, especially then to like get yeah. why it was drawing me to it, you know? And the thing is too, is like, I think that Trencher looks like nothing else on the stands, reads like nothing else on the stands. It really stands out. If you were, if you were into comics at this time and you saw Trencher and you wanted a breath of fresh air, like Trencher was it, man. Like oh, that's yeah. the book you wanted. And the thing is, too, is like I I felt like I was glad that I read this at 42 than reading it uh, when I when it came out when I was a kid, because I I think that I needed context and I needed to read more comics in order to mm. appreciate Trencher and what it what it is. That's, um, yeah, it like it needs context in order to be enjoyed. Um, yeah, that's true. You wouldn't really like, I wouldn't really hand Trencher to someone who I'm trying to get into comic books. No, because, no way. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's like, you're not going to like this and it's not going to make any sense. That's okay. So Trencher, the first guy he fights has, uh, dual nose hairs that are powerful that, and can <laughs> extend, they extend and they're drawn like, like dark sides, Omega beams. Like mm-hmm. his eye beams that like follow you. It's basically yeah. this guy, but his nostril hairs. And Trencher beats him by by lighting his nostril hairs on fire, and they they roll back like a fuse and then explode him. It's <laughs> fucking great, Jason. It's fucking great. That's that. I don't want to. There's like some Elvis stuff. Supreme shows up at one point. Like it's just top to bottom, and it, like it doesn't really have a satisfying ending. Like it, it felt like it could have gone on for more issues. I don't know why it was canceled, if it was canceled, but because the plot is so loose, you almost don't need an ending. Like you're you're there to just like enjoy the antics on the page more than yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah. There's not like there wasn't like a there likely wasn't like a grand design of like story of like you know that that keith geffen wanted it's like trencher is gonna be my yeah. magnum opus and yeah. i'm gonna yeah. have there's mapped also, out this deep like, story i want to tell so because there's only four issues there's um not a lot of time to get letters and stuff like that so keith geffen instead of writing a letters page or like having text for a letters page he made a comic of trencher opening the mail and reading it in the comic it's so fucking good jason <laughs> it's just great oh, it's just great man everyone what? should read trencher and and just and just and and just as like and i'm sure if if you're listening to this you you've by now obviously heard about keith geffen passing and probably also heard about the last thing he posted on his Facebook, apparently. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or that he got his family to post for him. That I told him I told them I was sick. 
anything to get out of going to New York City Comic Con. Blah ha ha. Yeah, and then wrote, like, and then he wrote Keith Geffen, twenty twenty three. Like yeah, his his death dates. Yeah, yeah, his birth. Yeah, his birth year and his death. Yeah, what like, an absolute legend. God, I just I I I hope that like whenever whenever that time comes for me, I can have some kind of humor or something you know right, right. like like yeah. still intact yeah like that's just uh legend man. legend but, so but yeah trencher's great lobo's great i gotta read ambush bug gotta yeah, read I, ambush bug i think that um i'm gonna try to track down uh some more keith giffen stuff obviously he's very well known for uh justice league and uh lobo especially those two are like his big big yeah big ones um and legion legion takes is going to take a while for me to dip into if if i ever and then uh the justice league stuff i gotta find like a good jumping on point and the lobo stuff there's like a four issue arc that i hear it's like infanticide is is the arc that like he did that everyone was recommending mm. um but before i do any of that i think i'm gonna try try to track down as much ambush bug and the heckler as i can Heckler yeah. was apparently pitched as Bugs Bunny in the DC universe. And yeah. uh, I'm interested to see how that shakes out. I'll buy, I'll buy that premise. I'll, I'll buy a book right. on that exactly. premise. You know, like exactly. you could, it's interesting at least. You can have some fun with that, I'm sure. You know? God. I, I've, I have always wanted to read, though, to his Justice League because I've always heard really good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and especially like those those iconic uh, covers that get parodied all the time now. You oh, know, yeah. the Kevin McGuire covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, 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 hand, the arms folded and everyone like looking like for, like the cameras looking down, you know. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Like, man. Oh, what a career. What a yeah. career. Goddamn. And, and, and an outpouring, too. Like you see like everybody like that's like. Yeah, you know, I saw, like for, I saw a lot of like, it. For the controversy that he had and the fan reaction, I yeah, I never from like knew the about 70s that. Seventies and eighties, like you would think that he would be like, like I don't know, marred in this stuff for his whole career. But he just like, I don't know, he just kept going. He's just like, whatever, I'm yeah. gonna make comics for me, you know. Yeah, I think I think sometimes like you know, I think sometimes panel swiping or like what especially fans think are panel swiping is like. I, I sometimes think of it like when comedy fans like think that like someone's some stand up is joke stealing and it's like sometimes sure, but also like a lot of times like it's like, oh, this guy stole a panel from the like, look, it's just the exact same. And it's like, yeah, they were mm-hmm. using the same reference photo, man. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We, like they're, talked- they're on they're on deadlines. Like we've talked about panel swiping stuff before on this pod. And uh I I don't care. Like, if the comic I'm reading is good, even if the whole thing is swipe, like this is the thing: is you can't swipe an entire comic book. Like, you to make a comic book, oh, you yeah. have to do some of your original drawing in there. And like, if you're doing that, then like, more power to you. You know, like I yeah. There's there's no amount of swiping that's ever going to keep me from enjoying a comic book. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the long and short of it for me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could talk more about it because like, I think it, 
is parallel to like the way a lot of people think about music and stuff, but that's a different conversation and a different, yeah. A different I, I find thing. too that people who usually really care about this stuff are not necessarily creative people themselves. Like they haven't made a whole lot. They've been consuming a lot of stuff and they have opinions, yeah. uh, oftentimes strong opinions, but they, and you know, I'm not trying to slight them. Usually they are pretty knowledgeable about things, but there's something that happens in the creative process that people fail to grasp unless they've done it. You, you, you know what I think it is, is, is I think that like, that's a very good point. And I think what's at the heart of that is that um, the people who haven't really done, like whether it's a comic book, making a movie, like writing a book, like whatever it is, like people who haven't done that thing um, assume a sort of purity to it. You know, they assume right. that the best stuff is like the purest stuff, but like it, it's cliche at this point, but there's that saying that like, you know, uh, uh, good artists uh, borrow, great artists steal outright, you know, yeah. because like, like it's brought up all the time with like, um, you know, think what you want about his movies, but like people are like, oh, well, Tarantino only like, he just, it's essentially, he's just like ripping off, like whatever. It's like, no, he's blatantly showing you like the stuff he's like taking this Star from Star Wars is the seven samurai. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's Kurosawa you know, up and down. Yeah. And like, and everybody is all like, you know, and the, but the people in the actual industries are like, Oh, that's fucking awesome. Like, Oh, yeah, look, right, that's exactly. cool. Oh, look this. Oh, look this, uh, Tarantino fucking loves lady Snowblood. This is so cool. Like, you know, the people who made lady Snowblood were probably like, Oh, the this is, is like, the thing is too, is like, for me, it feels like when a swipe or or a homage or you're just influenced by something, um, when it works well, no one complains. And when it when it falls flat, then then people try to be like, well, I'm going to pick it apart a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like. You know, then it starts to it starts to kind of go sideways and it's like oh the swiping wasn't the problem that was just something that you understand in the creative process or you identified and it's like the the problem was with the the core whole thing you know what i mean yeah it's, yeah it, yeah it's like it's, I, I, it's it's like i'll always get confused on the first few notes if i hear like on um, if the radio is playing in some place you know if i hear the first few opening notes of either uh Aerosmith's Dream On or No Doubts Don't Speak because they both begin <laughs> with that very soft dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. and it's just like yeah there's only so many notes man we're all playing a guitar like have you, you know? have you heard uh, last anecdote for the two read because we do have to wrap it up yeah, but yeah have you heard that there was like a couple of guys who got together and then they realized, okay, music only has so many notes together that you can possibly do. And so they were like, we're going to get a computer to put oh, together yeah. every single every single note combination you could ever do, right? And then they were like, and we're going to take that and we're going to put it into the creative commons so that anybody can make anything. <laughs> and that, and that like, nobody, nobody, like, try to sue each other. It was like, they're trying, they're like weird solution to like this odd problem that like i don't know people seem to have with art. yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's like the whole um, Ed Sheeran. I, I can't even hum a tune by the guy, but like how like you know the corporation or whatever that now owns Marvin Gaye's song catalog right, is like right. suing him. And he even said on stand while like holding a, a guitar, he's like, "All pop songs are written in four four, okay? Most right, pop like, songs, you only, here are the chords that are pleasing to most people." He's like, "I don't." He's like, "Of course they're yeah. gonna be so, like, what are you talking about?" The, you the know? Beatles started this in 1960, and we're all still here. So yeah, like everybody, yeah. get on board. I, I'll, I'll I'll end the two read my part of the two read on this. Stop worrying so much about purity in your art just find art that you that you enjoy and try to share it with people hell yeah man jason nick where can people find you and they can still find me uh, glued to the screen doom scrolling on the Twitters at King of Black Acid also on Blue Sky at King Black Acid I'm going to try to spin that up a bit more I want to try to see hmm. if we can get a show page on Blue Sky just to have, have, have yeah, something I tried else to get a, I tried to get a second account on there and because uh, I had this I- idea for uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't talk about this but uh, it's not going to make money it's a dumb social media thing I was like I'm going to, every time my wife pauses the show we're watching, I'm going to take a quick picture of it and post it on an account that says my wife paused it. And it's, it's whatever, whatever it is that we're watching. I, I think that is an interest to absolutely no one but me, but I thought it would be fun and a way to kind of catalog what we've been watching through the years, you know? I support that. I think that's really funny too, but I support that. I wanted to do that on Blue Sky, but uh, you have to have like a separate email address in order to like get a second account kind of thing. Uh, um, yeah, they're, they're, tr- they're trying to keep it, it limited. To multiple. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I'm I on get Blue it. Sky, by the way. Uh, you yeah, can find me at linktree.com slash nickphil. We can find all of my links to every relevant place. Um, I've been posting on Blue Sky and Twitter I've uh, been trying to do Pouchtober, which is also partly why things have been coming out late. <laughs> like the, the YouTube stuff's been coming out late and I haven't really been doing a whole lot of um, uh, games with with buds or streaming at all because I've just been doing Pouchtober and trying to do the prompt. I'm three prompts behind four for today because I, I'm not drawing currently. Still, it's a pretty good clip, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm moving. I'm moving pretty well. We're almost halfway with it. So uh, my goal was to do 20 of 30, and I'm definitely going to hit that. So I'm wondering if maybe in November I just do the ones that I missed. But I kind of skipped a few because I was like, I don't really care for bad rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to draw bad rock. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you can find that stuff all up on twitter.com slash nickphil and uh, nickphil on blue sky. Uh, or you can find those links down below or at linktree.com slash nickphil. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs>